Hello and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. This is a special edition of Double Barrel Gaming Presents and obviously the hot ticket of conversation of the day, practically of the year, even one would say of gaming in itself. Microsoft has acquired ZeniMax Studios in a groundbreaking acquisition that some are calling the biggest purchase in gaming history. Of course, this is your breakdown of everything that went down. And of course, I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and I have aligned the stars to put a panel together at last minute that has everyone that you know and love. And we're all going to be here for the next two hours talking about what is going to be a generation-defying acquisition and one that could have already won Microsoft the entire generation before it starts. So let's get into the introductions, and then we're going to get right into, of course, the conversation that everybody wants to have. And listen, if you're if you're here, all right, we're already at almost 300 people, and the show just started five seconds ago. If you're enjoying this, please hit that like button. And if you want to help this channel grow, put this out on social media. Let people know that we are talking about this. As a matter of fact, I think we might be the first podcast of the circle that we all run in to be talking about this. And we'll be back tonight at 8 p.m. on the new episode of Primetime Gaming to keep the conversation and party going but let's get into the introductions first and we're going to start with zemi games zemi you are our resident rpg nut if you will someone that also calls himself a part-time chef please welcome to the show my brother well i'm definitely a nut and i'm definitely a lover of rpgs so i have to agree 100 percent with that introduction boom super excited to be here thank you so much for ringing up my phone earlier this morning as i was laying in bed uh, because I most certainly would have not wanted to uh, miss out on this podcast. I mean, Xbox, Bethesda, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty insane. You know, real quick before we forget them, first of all, M Mighty Ryan not only was here in the chat early, he drops an outstanding $5. And says, Xbox has no games, meme is dead. All hail Phil, Maximus, Dominus, now Aurelius, Spencer. And I think we're going to have to get a fourth name in there. And King will come up with that eventually. And speaking of Kings, not only is he take, he's taking the time from his Moon Knight, King of Statues debut, which he's going to be doing, uh, which I believe he just finished filming. He's here to not only talk about Xbox and smiling from ear to ear with that fancy beard of his, but he's also here to talk from the businessman perspective, which is why we love having him on. King, welcome to the show. Thank you, Boom. I can't wait to dig into the stuff. And thank you for pointing out that Moon Knight. I just finished unboxing them. Uh, XM Moon Knight. Uh, this is it, it's going to be a really good uh, King Statues this week. I um, I got to do the mix down and the final editing. But uh, of course, Boom, as soon as you call me, you definitely know I was answering the call. So. Well, listen, I definitely super appreciate you being here. And, uh, you know, obviously on loan from PlayStation Nation. And quite frankly, we can afford him now because Team Xbox is paying me. So in turn, I'm going to pay pieces of of, 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 of Joe from Sony. Joe, welcome to the show, my brother. <laughs> Uh-oh, you're, you're, you're muted, my brother. 
Oh no! Real talk. I got it. I I fix it. Am I, am I good? <laughs> You're good? Good. You're good. Real talk, everybody. Where was I on this glorious day? I was eating my my a homemade egg and turkey bacon sandwich. Delicious. When I got this news, and uh, it's 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 going to be a day to remember. This is this is going to change things. This is the biggest acquisition in gaming history, and I, I'm I'm with I'm with some of the best people to celebrate it. So well, this, we, we definitely appreciate the compliment, and we considered you to be a part of that conversation as being the best of the best. And this is why we enjoy having you a part of these shows because you do keep it real. And when you talk, you talk from a gamer's heart point of view, and that is something that cannot be faked. So, thank you for, of course, being here. Next up, you know him as someone that I call Superman. As a matter of fact, he is making his rounds as being the voice of the people, and he's here today to talk to us. Dreadpool, welcome to the program, my friend. Oh, thank you. Henry Cavill's got nothing on me. He I'm actually does not. He might have bigger <laughs> pecs than you, but that's about it. <laughs> I don't know. They, they might be muscular pecs. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I definitely wear the cape underneath my uniform when I'm at work, and I am here. So, yeah, excited to be here. Well, Can't it, wait. It, it's definitely great to have you a part of the show. We missed you on Friday. In fact, we missed Joe on Friday as well. And uh, it, it's great to have you guys part of, again, a, a, an Xbox gaming celebration unlike anything we've ever seen before. And rounding out this unbelievable stacked panel. And I believe this is someone that you should definitely look into. Uh, I call, I'd like to call him an up-and-coming star within the content creation community. You know him as the voice of the Xbox Factor podcast, as well as several other endeavors, please welcome VJ. What's going on, dude? Uh, good morning, Boom. Yeah, no, everything's really good. I'm really looking forward to the show, and uh, thank you so much for um, inviting me back again. Well, it's great to have you on this show. This, this is, this is again, this is going to go down in uh, at least for me personally as a as a content creator as uh, an audience that I've never had before. We are already at almost six hundred people here, and the show just started. I mean, this this is we're we're going into the realm of RDX numbers, and we know who RDX is. That is the fine folks at the Dealer Gaming's uh, podcast on Tuesday. And I can imagine the turnout that he's going to get this Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But we are here early, we're here often, and we're going to break down what transpired and how are we going to do that? Well, we're going to break it down in a way where it makes sense. And I kind of just want to start off with some of the um, the tweets and the uh, responses that have come out of the people involved. And we're going to start with Phil Spencer. Uh, and his tweet went like this. Xbox and Bethesda have worked together for years. We share similar passions and beliefs. Proud to welcome them to Team Xbox. Excited on how we'll advance gaming together for players everywhere. Now, in an article that was written by Phil Spencer that was posted on Xbox Wire that I have in the show notes, if you didn't read it yourself, I pulled a couple of um, bullet points out that I want to talk about, and uh, then we're going to get into what Pete, Pete Hines of Bethesda had to say. And this is coming from Phil Spencer. He says, Today is a special day as we welcome some of the most accomplished studios in gaming history to Xbox. We are thrilled to announce that Microsoft has entered into an agreement to acquire ZeniMax Media, parent company 
of Bethesda Softworks. As one of the largest, most critically acclaimed, privately held game developers and publishers in the world, Bethesda is incredibly uh, is an incredibly talented group of 2,300 people worldwide who make up some of the most accomplished creative studios in our industry across Bethesda Softworks, Bethesda Game Studios, ID Software, Zenimax Online Studios, Arcane, Machina Games, Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse Studios. These are the teams responsible for franchises like The Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Wolfenstein, Doom, Dishonored, Prey, Quake, Starfield, and many more. Please join me in welcoming our friends at Bethesda to Team Xbox. Now, King, I'm going to start with you because one of the points of contention in this conversation is there was talk for a long time that Phil Spencer was not the right man to lead Xbox. And I called that bullshit from the beginning, and so did you. And if I want to just kind of rewind time for a second and look back to pre-E3 2018, where Microsoft had six first-party studios for them. They are currently now, post-E3 2018, uh, King David, are sitting at 23-plus studios. And I say plus because apparently there's more announcements coming. What are your thoughts on the biggest acquisition in the history of gaming? Are you guys going to start putting respect on his name yet? <laughs> I mean, how many times do I have to yell his name from the top of the mountain before you hear me? I told you his name was Phil Dominus Maximus Aurelius Spencer. And I said it and people laughed. Oh, you're calling him Aurelius? You're, you're calling him Dominus? I'm telling you what he has done for uh, a company and I'm, I'm talking about Xbox division. I'm not talking about Microsoft because Xbox was on the, the verge of gone. All right. On the verge of gone. Look at the turnaround under the leadership. You, you understand under the proper leadership. It's insane. Yeah. I told people a long time ago that Xbox uh, future was bright. They laughed. They mocked. They said, bright. How do you listen? You guys are worrying about the now right now i was looking at chess moves and he was making chess moves future moves ahead so when you have to navigate around uh individuals that are in the company that's trying to sabotage you at the same time that you're trying to uh get control of the company and build it up to a point that is back to respectability while people are trying to sabotage you, they're supposed to be on your team. Now, you yeah. notice that when certain people are not on that team anymore, Xbox is flourishing. Now, yeah. I know those are darts, and y'all can take them as whoever y'all choose. But I know once he got the money man on his side, Satya, and I told y'all before, that was a key move, a very key strategy to get to the big boy table. Xbox was relegated to the little boy table at Thanksgiving. You know what that little boy table is. <laughs> That's the one that the, the kids get to sit at. You ever been at that in-between age? 
where you're like 13 to, 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 to 15 and you can't sit at the big people table and you're sitting at the little people table where your legs is above the table, your knees is bent up and you just sit. I'm 28 and they put me there anyway and I'm getting oh, real tired s- of it. Serious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Phil's tired of sitting at the little boy's table. And when you got a seat at the big boy's table, it's how much you bringing in and what you earning. I told you game pass was key to his strategy. But everybody's like, all they're going to do is put shovelware in there. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Xbox doesn't have games. Xbox has 26 plus studios now. The games are on the way. When people laughed at me and said, um, and I was seeing these moves being made. I, I know about the Bethesda thing, but I didn't want to believe that it would be that grandiose because you have dreams of stuff like this. He's making yeah. your dreams happen. Now, enough blowvating. I'm going to tell you strategy. This is strategy. Now, all this week, everybody's talking about the PlayStation stuff. Oh, did you see the show? Even after they lied. Even after they bamboozled and hoodwinked their fan base. I still, I still saw the shields up for them. I, I trust I, I got exactly what I wanted from the show gameplay and and price and release date okay now you had Xbox people and and some PlayStation dudes still on the fence I don't know if I should get an Xbox this is the 21st of September the 22nd is tomorrow the live uh pre-orders go live tomorrow this is strategic. It happens a day before you get this information. Any person that was sitting on the fence is over that other side tomorrow in front of GameStop, Best Buy, wherever the hell you can pre-order. They are there with bells on. Trust me, I'm telling you right now. They're sitting at the computers. They're, 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 their phones is ready, locked and loaded. But is this is not initially about the, the, the sellout right now. Just, that's, that's, those are going to sell anyway. This is about future strategy, pigeonholing your competition into a little box so where they're no longer a factor. Because you hear the conversation now, oh, we're going to still put the games multi-plat on other consoles. Xbox will be the lead console. It's more powerful. Xbox will be the home console. It's more powerful. I'm keeping. I'm going to keep telling you it's more powerful. So when Digital Foundry gets a hold of these games and, sh- and compares, why would you spend $70 for a game that you're going to get free in Game Pass and it's a superior version? Yeah, that's a great point. Great. That's a great point. We're at a point right now where the chess moves are limiting the spaces for the competition to move. When they tell you other shoes will drop, At what point in time can Sony survive on their IPs alone? Because it's going to get to the point right now. You got EA inside Game Pass. It's going to get to the point where it makes no logical sense to have a PlayStation unless that's your second console. Yeah. And you're just worrying about them. Those bangers, those AAA bangers that come out every two years that you play one and done, and then you're on to the next. Now, I know you're saying, oh, King, it sounds like you're fanboying. Hell yeah. 
<laughs> this is my victory yet, Black. Hell yes, yes. Yeah. 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 I no. named him. You clowned me. You got egg on your face right now. Yeah, I, I'm so happy Boom got me here. I am so happy to be on this panel today. I am so absolutely happy because I like to say I told you so. Not to the people that don't deserve it, to the people that do deserve it. Well, I told you so. I, you know what? I'm glad that I have you here so you can say that because I have been. We have talked privately. We're we're, we're friends outside of the podcasting game. I would consider you family, so we talk on a regular basis, and we talked about how people were clowning and people were not taking what you had to say serious. So for me, as someone who considers you a brother, this, this is, is enjoyable. It, 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 I'm reveling in the fact that you were right. And you called this man out for who he was well before anyone thought it was possible. And I just want to say this, this episode of double barrel gaming presents has broken all records in the history of me being a youtuber we are at 1300 people live in the chat that is absolutely an insane amount of people here if you're enjoying the content and you're new i want to say welcome and folks understand that we we celebrate gaming as a whole we're, we are going to talk about xbox because of what happened but we don't go out of our way to 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 dump on Sony or Nintendo. Everyone is welcome here, regardless of what flag you fly. If it's just Sony, you're still welcome. If it's all three, like everyone on this panel, you're even more welcome. Uh, we, 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 we celebrate gaming. So if you're new and you're, you're just tuning in, please consider hitting the subscribe button. I, I do lots of live content. As a matter of fact, four live shows will be going, um, will be produced this week, one of which is going to have uh, the Xbox Pope making his first appearance ever on the uh, Double Barrel Gaming Network. And we'll be talking to him about his new company on Thursday. And, of course, we'll be back here tonight on Double Barrel Gaming for Primetime Gaming. But uh, as we... Uh, we continue to break records. I want to thank everybody here. I have to I have to catch up with some of these super chats because there uh, there's quite a bit of them. And then Zemi, I'm going to get you in on the conversation. We have to uh, thank Daniel um, Muller drops a very generous uh, $10 super chat and says Microsoft went from eight to 25 studios in two years. Guess they took the criticism of not enough exclusives to heart. Curious to see how the fanboys are trying to bash this one. Greetings from Germany. Well, dude, thank you all the way here from New Rochelle, New York, dude. Definitely want to say welcome to the show. We have Hassan Abuzyard drops a very generous $10 super chat. He says this, good effing morning, morning gentlemen, collect them knees, baby. And that's, <laughs> that's for you, King. We have uh, Mr. Tushy. Good friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $2 super chat and says, no fire engines today, please. <laughs> you Black may have one on my end, actually. <laughs> Black Eyed Dog, a very generous friend of the show, drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, first thing MS should do is, buy, is bury Fallout in the same hole as those ET cartridges. <laughs> and uh, a very good friend of the show, you know him as Enrique from the voice of the Basement Radio Arcade podcast. He drops an outstanding $2 Super Genesis King. It's official. Phil is now Aurelius Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, we have, um, wow, uh, the, the, fr the friendly neighborhood 
um, Blue Shell drops an outstanding, wow, a $20 super chat. Uh, dude, that's, wow, that is very, very generous of you. He says, Game Pass value is becoming so good that even a PlayStation fanboy will have to get into the action. That is very true, and I think that's what they're going for. Scrub Nurse, a very good friend of the show, drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, two hours, one topic, let's go. Xbox has no games. Now ponies are saying Xbox plus Bethesda is anti-consumer because games should be multi-platform. I just hope that people they are not saying that because if you are, you should be ashamed of yourself. You were not saying that just the other day. Um, we have it's Joker 76 drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, let's go. Well, thanks so much for being here, Joker. Uh, the Living Flame drops an outstanding $2 super chat and says, King Crown Phil Aurelius for a reason. And DJ Birdo, Birdo drops an outstanding $2 super chat and says, Phil Maximus Dominus Aurelius <laughs> Meridius Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> I know, uh, King, you're going to have to get a fourth one in there. I, I'm just, this is just too good. We have Stitch6669 drops. Wow, dude, a very generous $20 super chest. Says, good day, all. For those out there saying that this was a bad move, uh, um, Money-wise, I would like to tell them I just ran the numbers, and with the current amount of Game Pass users my, Microsoft is making, 2.5 billion a year. So send that. So so bend the knee. I mean, listen, they are making money left and right. Gotham guy, a very good, generous friend of the show, drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says, "Boom, a uh, king, um, da uh, King David, Zemi Games, Mister Bad Bit, Deadpool, uh, Dreadpool, and VJ. I love your impromptu podcast. It's like Christmas." Well, dude, thank you so much for that. And listen, we're going to come back to the other Super Chats momentarily. Zemi Games, you are our resident RPG fan. From your heart of hearts, Bethesda is one of your favorite companies. Folks, I want you to understand, when I called him this morning, because, again, you know, Zemi and I are friends outside of the podcasting business. We talk on a regular basis. I, I had called him. He picked up and said, hey, Zemi, have you been on Twitter as of late? And he goes, yeah, I was on Twitter a couple hours ago. Why? What's up? And I, and I told him the news. And, folks, I want you to know for at least 60 seconds, it was dead silence. So now he has an opportunity to speak on it. Zemi, how big of a deal is this for gaming? But more importantly, how big of a deal is this for Microsoft? I mean, it's a huge deal for Microsoft. It's uh, an even huger deal for gaming. It's definitely, this will go down in the history books. Uh, if there's ever any gaming history books, uh, as definitely a big historical moment for sure for Xbox. Um, I mean, this is literally a mic drop moment if, if we have ever seen it. I mean, Xbox might as well have just, you know, Phil Spencer might as well have just walked out on a stage, picked up the microphone, <laughs> said, we have Bethesda and just drop that mic and walked off, right? Like that is literally what just happened. This is huge. This is absolutely positively huge. Um, Elder Scrolls, right? Like this game was so successful. People, you know, they, they were thinking about selling it on a smart fridge, right? Like, <laughs> I, I mean, like that's, I mean, seriously though, like, like Elder true. Scrolls is so widely you know successful and has such a huge fan base to get this as a first party game not just a first party game but a first party game that is going on xbox game pass day and date at no additional cost 
and you know quite possibly maybe not even going to playstation that is a huge deal that is a huge selling point then just right there of itself just having elder scrolls is a big deal but then you're adding in fallout and you're adding in uh bethesda's newest ip starfield and then you're adding in doom and wolfenstein and dishonored and prey and and so many other titles right this is an absolutely huge deal for Xbox, and and I, I just can't wait to see exactly how this forms out. Are you know is everything that Bethesda does uh, from this point out going to be first party? Uh, all the major games, or you know some smaller games, going to go third party, or how exactly are you gonna, you know how exactly are they going to form this out? I would really really be interested to know uh, because if. Elder Scrolls, this next Elder Scrolls game, you know, of course it will go to PC, it, you know, it will, you know, with uh, Game Pass for PC, if nothing uh, else, right? And of course, we'll be on Xbox and mobile devices such as your smartphone. But if this uh, next Elder Scrolls game doesn't hit PlayStation, that is going to have huge, huge impacts on on Xbox sales. Yeah, yeah it absolutely is. going to go out and buy consoles just for that game. That well, is a yeah. system seller. What, what, one of the... The trick ponies for Microsoft, it, 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 and, and, and you know something. I again, we didn't know this prior to them announcing the multiple, you know, the multiple SKUs, right? We we thought Microsoft just wanted to have a second console that was cheaper in the market to appeal to the the casual market, right? And and, and we again, I, I talked about this about a week ago. I originally gave the nod to Sony's PlayStation 5 selling more consoles simply because it is a worldwide renowned brand that currently has over 112 million consoles under its belt for this generation. So it's a well-built brand that has recognition unlike anything else. And I mean like if you were to ask, if you were to say, you know, video games, people Older folks may say Nintendo, you know, diehards may say Xbox, but the casual market would probably say PlayStation. PlayStation equates with video games because it is the more discussed console. It is the most um, revered console when when you're talking to the casual market. But this changes things. And and I want to go right to Mr. Badbit. Now, Mr. Badbit, you obviously are our PlayStation representative, and we love having you on this show because you get to not only are you a fan of of Sony's work, but you're also a fan of Microsoft's work. And when you when, when you know prior to going live on this show, you were talking about the ramifications of this deal of, of just just and again looking looking at it from a small point of view, just from the RPG aspect, Microsoft has literally in one fell swoop. Made them the, made themselves the RPG box. You know, if you think about you know Bethesda, if you, t- you think about Obsidian in Exile, what they're what, what Playground Games is going to do with Fable, what the new Fallout could potentially look like, what Starfield might look like, what new Elder Scrolls avowed. The list just keeps going on and on. How how big of of of, of a deal for Microsoft in the in the bigger scope of of PlayStation versus Xbox? Is this deal for Team Microsoft? So I just think it's crazy that they spent seven billion dollars just to acquire that one Japanese studio. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is huge. This is this is huge. And when I say that, as 
when I look uh, when I look at Bethesda and Microsoft's relationship, and this is what I said on on the video that I put out today, it is very reminiscent of Insomniac's acquisition where with Sony, where it's a big acquisition. It just made sense though because they're so intrinsically tied together. When I think of Bethesda, I do think of Microsoft. I do think of Xbox. That's mainly because a lot of my memories are with you know Elder Scrolls. Right? You, you have um. Uh, Morrowind, you have uh, uh, Skyrim, all those memories for me are on my Xbox. And when I think of Fallout, I'm thinking Xbox. So, you know, seeing that PR release from Phil Spencer talking about the partnership that they've had for decades, it really makes sense where this company fits in the portfolio of the Xbox team, where it's a big get, but like it just makes sense for both both parties involved so right then and there i think bethesda being a publisher and then buying them out um and you know look if, if people are worried because you play on another platform or you're waiting for the doom eternal switch port if your your platform's still going to be supported rightfully so you you have like i know my co-host kyle is just like i don't like this because that means i don't know what this means right like but he's respecting that that move he's respecting that play by microsoft and from what i've understood bethesda has been looking for a buyout since january um well prior but that's when 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 we first got wind of it yeah. uh, the rumors at the time was playstation and that died at the end of march and so now seeing this acquisition i'm very happy that it's that it is microsoft because when i'm thinking of bethesda as a third-party publisher outside of id and machine games that's where i really love their content when it comes to like some of their other first-party ips uh, or, or for you know studio ips they don't typically land as as well like dishonor 2 didn't land as well mm -hmm. um evil within didn't land that well prey didn't land well and so i'm interested to see where microsoft takes them because that's those are the studios i was worried for because those new ips weren't hitting the way bethesda thought they should have so i'm really happy to see microsoft take care of them as well bring them into the fold and then the other thing just as, as a fan just think about it just close your eyes just entertain this idea this thought a machine games halo game <laughs> like that is that is oh my god like the people behind doom behind wolfenstein making a halo game jesus that would be that that is my heaven that would be freaking phenomenal but it, it, it is a, it is a pretty interesting proposition when you think that the tech like the yeah. id tech is coming along with i mean just look at how good doom ran you know yeah. what i'm saying like we, we again, we're not saying that that's going to happen to halo what i'm saying is that what you're saying joe makes a lot of sense though that some of that talented mindset could easily be transitioned over to other Microsoft IPs. But again, yeah. it, it is, it is, it is an unbelievable proposition when you look at where Microsoft was and where yeah. they are today. And that's the, and that's the best thing is that I think Xbox fans have reassurance even more so than ever yes. that they are in this to win this. Yeah. They have the, they have that, that we're going to war mindset without saying it. Um, you, you're seeing them like you, you see big companies like Stadia, you know, or Google come in with Stadia and a year into it, we're like, where are the games? 
and Microsoft consistently proves over the past two years alone that they're here. They're here for, for your dollar. And what I think this means more so than anything, because I know it's a case by case basis in terms of exclusivity with them. But yes. like, just think of this, just think of it like Elder Scrolls, probably that IP is too big. It probably will, will, will be multi-platform. Think of this proposition here. New Elder Scrolls comes out, right? You have you, you have the option of buying it on PlayStation for 70 bucks, or you can go, hey gang, 15 bucks a month. You just got it here. Come here. This is the place to really play. This is where we're valuing your dollar. And over the news where 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 Jim Ryan has completely fallen on his face multiple times, it's like he took an escalator and tripped. He, it, this is what gamers really want. And it, talking as you know, look, I cover PlayStation. I, I, I appreciate them. I'm not a fanboy by any means. I love games. I think that's the most important thing. When I take a look at this acquisition, it really does put the heat on Sony of how are you going to respond to this? Because this is something you can't simply ignore. This is something that Microsoft is building momentum. They need to try to somehow, some way, kill that momentum because it's taken me, a person that primarily plays on PlayStation, and I've been saying this, like, I've been debating on getting a Series S or just, you know, waiting for Halo to drop, but now with this news, like King was saying, dude, tomorrow, Series X, that's getting pre-ordered. Like, that's happening, and I can't be the only person that doesn't have strong allegiances one way or the other that's now taking a look at Microsoft at a more serious lens than ever before. Because, yeah, like Spider-Man, Miles Morales, all that, God of War is great, but Microsoft just acquired Doom. Microsoft just acquired Elder Scrolls. Microsoft just acquired Fallout. That narrative, Xbox has no games. They listened because it was true. And they were just like, you know what? We need to be, we need to redefine this Halo Forza Gears company. We need to make this about everything. And you're totally right, Boom. At the end of the day, we're seeing now RPGs being lined up. Who knows? Maybe New Vegas 2 is going to happen with Obsidian now. But now we're seeing RPGs line up huge awesome talented companies working mm -hmm. on these games and they're on the xbox platform that can no longer be ignored microsoft is no longer going to be the oh yeah games a service company this is this is a huge moment for them and congratulations to the xbox fans who stuck it out your kings your booms who yeah phil spencer at when when microsoft was xbox was at their lowest really took this ship and I mean, made an armada. Like, that's how well he's made Xbox brand. He has really just brought this company from the brink to a major competitor that you cannot ignore in the span of a few years. Props to him, man. He's a true visionary. Yeah. Now, and that's me done stroking his ego. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We de well, we definitely appreciate the can you being as candid as it is. And, and obviously, listen, dude, it... it, it the truth is the truth. You know, I want to bring uh, Dreadpool into the conversation. But before I do Dreadpool, I want to uh, just read uh, the statement from Pete Hines, uh, who is, of course, uh, at Bethesda. He says, today at Bethesda, we're joining. Um, he says, OK, let me just start over. Today, as we announced, at Bethesda is joining the Microsoft Xbox family. And I wanted to share some thoughts on what that means for all of us. And he says this. When you work at a place for as long as I have worked at Bethesda, just a month short of 21 years, you see some things. Chief among them is change. 
When I started, uh, when I started, Bethesda was not much more than a handful of people. The team working on Morrowind fit in a couple of offices, and there were probably six or seven of us spread across everything else. So why the change? Because it allows us to make an even better games going forward. Microsoft is an incredible partner and offers access to resources that will make us a better publisher and developer. We believe that means better games for you to play. Simply put, we believe that change is an important part of getting better. We believe in pushing ourselves to be better, to innovate, to grow. And he finishes off by saying, I believe in the people that I work with. I believe in the company we have created together. I believe in the communities that we have formed around the games we make. And I believe in today's announcement is just the next in a long line of change in our history that will lead to bigger and better games for all of us. Signed, Pete Hines, SVP, Global Marketing Communications of Bethesda. So, you know, Dreadpool, when you hear... This again, it's a lot of corporate speak for sure. But but the reality is that this is an industry changing event. This is something that 30 days from now we're going to be talking about. And like Joe said, and, and I want this to uh, Joe, I'm so glad that you said this because this really does put a spotlight on the, the mindset of the gaming community, not the segregated Xbox versus PlayStation and PlayStation versus Nintendo. No, the gaming community, meaning a gamer like yourself, might have changed their mind on buying an Xbox. And that's a big deal. Dreadpool, what are your thoughts on this, brother? Well, from what he said, you know, like you said, it's all corporate speak. But did did you hear in the corporate speak anything that sounded like doubt? No. Like, you know, no. should should... Should I be doing this, you know, because of Game Pass, you know, you know, we heard that, you know, Xbox was dying. They should get rid of it. Yeah. Was it dying? We didn't want to believe it because we believed in it. You know what I'm saying? So not having the studios and it's always the same three, you know, the, th the, the same three that uh, we always hear about, you know, and they've they've done more than that and expanded on it. It's now it's it's thriving. It's not a, a never was anymore with Game Pass, you know, uh, with with this with his corporate speak on, on you know posting that you know it sounds confident you know it, it the whole it, you know that was part of the whole thing with with xbox is they're promoting their developers they're, they're giving money to where it needs to go and and with them bringing these guys on these guys know how to polish games you know we, they they bring out big world games and they still have a load of polish so the the cross training between all of these guys, if you're in the artwork or if you're in the development for the the, the coding, you know all this stuff is gonna is gonna work out better for Xbox, obviously. And that's that's the beauty of this is we're getting so much more than just Bethesda or Zenimax. You know what I mean? We're we're getting so much more that people cannot equate. With when you talk about melding everybody in underneath an umbrella where they can go anywhere they want and learn from others and you know that are top in their field so this is this is i mean king and bad bit have already said the other you know the other stuff already you know it's like i'm gonna 
going to be repeating myself, even with Zemi, you know, being quiet. It's like, how do you, I don't know, were you quiet, Zemi, or were you just screaming at a high pitch? I don't know. I, I, might have been I, can, I can imagine, you know, I can imagine somebody just going, ah! like, you know what I mean? Just high pitch and the dog's looking around like, what? You know, you I know would have what? done it probably, but I was at I work. I dropped my egg sandwich. That's what I did. I'll tell you this. <laughs> I, I was I was visiting. I was just when I got this news, I was visiting my mom, and I was just on my way back from the tr- you know going to the truck, and so uh, a, a good friend of the show, foreign object of Twitter, actually was the first DM I read, and he wrote uh, in all caps, "Microsoft just bought Bethesda." So I was like, nah, what, what is he? What, what, what is happening here? I, can't, I, I so I immediately got a, a notification from CNN, and it was for seven point five. I yelled out, folks, holy shit! And there was a mom coming with her kid, <laughs> and uh, thankfully I had my mask on, so I don't think that they heard me. But I literally was giddy like Christmas morning because I said, I, I cannot believe what I'm reading. Like, I've talked to Cognito. I've talked to um, King about this before getting him on the show. <laughs> Brap. For, you know, uh, and I, and I told me I was in mid-jog. <laughs> I'm in my, I'm at my eighth mile <laughs> and he is tearing my ear up. <laughs> well, you know, since, since everyone's sharing, let me paint the picture for me. I was laying in bed in nothing but my undies and being hers. <laughs> Bethesda, and I just I couldn't make words come out. Yeah, yeah he, he was literally speechless. You know, r- real quick, uh, before I get to catch up on somebody's super chats, and we just ha- we've had some really monster ones come in. I, I have to get to everyone because I'm going to feel terrible if I don't. VJ, you immediately wanted to be a part of this show because it's going to be memorable. And, and by the way, we're we're, we're about to cross two thousand people here in the live chat. That is absolutely insane for a a, a, a YouTube channel that only has 5,000 subs. So if you are here and you're new, my God, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us. Please consider subscribing to the channel. All positive stuff here. I think you're really going to dig it and you're going to enjoy the rest of the banter that we have for the next, I don't know, hour and 15 that we're on this show VJ, when you hear the investment of seven point billion with a B uh, in Microsoft, it, 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 if 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 I think it's safe to say that if anyone had doubt in the legitimacy of Xbox Game Pass and the the um, the statement, uh, in my opinion, has been made to all Xbox gamers and potentially new Xbox gamers that they are here to stay and they are taking this investment serious. What were your thoughts on this move? Um, I was using my sort of sphere of uh, business logic as to why would uh, Satya, as a CEO and a businessman, provide Phil another $4 billion for uh, Warner Brothers alone since, since he's provided him $500 million for Halo Project and it hasn't been delivered to a plan. Uh, especially with 343 Studios being on uh, HQ's doorstep. And I'm not saying anything I haven't already said on your, on your show, uh, uh, Boom. So... 
logic just got obviously <laughs> thrown out the window. Um, I think what we're seeing with Bethesda is that Microsoft are plowing money into uh, Xbox. Um, they are in a constant mode, or I'd, I'd say, of um, additional strategic investment, and it's evidently for the long term, um, maybe even several years down the line. They're not looking to break even for the next few years, and um, and they can do this not just because they have the resources, but also because Xbox is a fraction of Microsoft's um, overall business, and more importantly, they are invested in. Uh, the future projected revenues uh, and profits um, that Satya sees the Xbox um, division generating. See, on, the, on contrasting, uh, on the other side is, uh, in contrast, you've got Sony that is in a completely different makeup of a, of a corporation. Results matter to them every quarter. They don't quite have the freedom or, can I say, the flex uh, as uh, in, in, in relation to what Microsoft and Xbox have. It's yeah. not that the... It's not the fact um, the industry is seemingly consolidating. I've seen it happen before during the late 90s and early 2000s. Uh, it's actually going through, I would say, off the bat, just my reaction, like an unprecedented uh, revolution, courtesy of Xbox uh, and obviously Microsoft behind them being the catalyst. Um, the moves um, as... Um, Xbox are making that um, uh, David, King David, sorry, King David, King David alluded to uh, are based on Xbox, um, from what I can see, uh, leveraging what Microsoft um, have already been successful at. And they developed those methodologies of um, software services for a subscription fee on all devices and exploiting, well, in, in doing so, they're exploiting the fissures, right, the holes in Nintendo and Sony's business plan uh, from a strategic point of view and forcing them possibly to adapt down the line as well. It, it comes down to basically for me is how this is all great and fantastic you know phil's got his new buzz lightyear but it's down to how successful xbox um can execute um these um these current business plans and strategies that they've got zenimax acquisition is a good start and was my choice if you remember when warner brothers was uh, looking less likely why uh, in my opinion zenimax was on the table right they haven't had a, a fantastic time recently and i mentioned on your show that zenimax have had um quite a lot of um hedge funds, investors, uh, private equity investors in, in the, to the tune of uh, hundreds of millions of dollars and almost for a period of 10 years. And that's almost like a, a prime time uh, for uh, investors to be looking for a return. I, I thought it would be about $4 billion would be, be enough to acquire them. However, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Xbox have played a hefty premium, which which Microsoft can indulge in, right? They can indulge Xbox for now to, in order to do so. And then you've got like, the studios, right? You've got another 2,300, I think you mentioned, Boom. Uh, yeah, 2,300 developers being added between all those stu the eight studios, yes. Yeah, and, and if you look at the number, Boom, um, it's, it's adding to an already uh, 3,000 strong army of employees at Xbox that exist at the moment. That's an increase of, what, 75%, something around that area? Yeah, yes, it's, it's, yeah 70, about 75%. That's a great, uh, great point. Yeah, in, in manpower, uh, not just in manpower, but overhead, it's, it's pretty eye-catching. It's the sort of number that I would look at and see it's more of a merger. You don't normally see these in, a, in an acquisition, right? It's normally these numbers come up in a, in a, in a, in a, in a merger of, of two companies. So the industry, in my opinion, is quickly consolidating. It makes you wonder what's, what the future holds. The Xbox Studios right now, before the Bethesda uh, acquisition, was a selection of talented studios that 
were still to a degree working in silos, you know, because of the maturity and how long they've actually been together has not been very long. It takes it takes time to combine individuals, even in a, in a football team, right? Whether it's American football or British soccer, that you pick. But now they may, before the Bethesda came, I was thinking, okay, what is Xbox going to do? And I thought that maybe as an individual studio, they could produce a moment of brilliance. However, they needed obviously more time out there to sort out their cultural differences and sharing of information, which Phil had actually alluded to previously. But in Bethesda, they've bought an ecosystem of studios, as far as I can see. And, and please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not an expert by, by any means. It's just my outlook on, on things. Uh, that they've bought an ecosystem of, of studios, which you would think work as a more combined, harmonized, and maybe consolidated, consolidated, consolidated team. Or, or you can say um, that they have more of a, more of a hive mind. Um, and then, and then you've got um, well, no doubt Phil Be Phil Booty is going to be a busy man, right, going forward. So <laughs> he's going to have a few more additions to his um, to his team. And just to close out on my point is, um, it consolidates Game Pass, right? The digital break, uh, the digital playground buffet, you know, catering for all gamers from all walks of life with all types of genres, even further. If Game Pass was akin, and I, and I think this was one of the first podcasts that I was on with you, Boom, uh, and I was talking about Microsoft Office and comparing it to Game Pass. So if Game Pass was akin to Microsoft Office without Excel, Outlook, or PowerPoint, they've certainly limited, eliminated those um, shortcomings in, in my eyes only. And again, everyone's going to have their own opinion, right? Because games and the types of games that you play is all very, very subjective. If people thought Game Pass was not sustainable, um, a seven and a half billion dollar further investment says Xbox, or actually even Microsoft and Xbox, would believe it will be further down the line. I've said it before, even pre pre this acquisition, that if you run some uh, high level elementary numbers, and I think I did so on your show, Boom, you can see that it is possible to be sustainable. And you look, then you look at Sony's, you know, seven hundred fifty million or billion dollar rumored. Um, you know, that they were looking to spend on securing sort of timed exclusives or exclusives or whatever pales in comparison to this. What this acquisition shows me is making is it makes Xbox's ability to deliver a far greater hardware install base this upcoming generation. It's where I believe the considerable amount of profits lie over the next seven to 10 years, besides subscriptions being a predictable revenue stream, which all companies would love to have, right? I'm really intrigued as to the launch quantities Microsoft have prepared, right? Because this is obviously not something that's um, that's just come out of the blue over a weekend, you know? It's, it's obviously been in the works for quite a considerable amount of time. And we've known, and, and to be fair to you, Boom, you've said for, for the two or three months that I've been on your show that Microsoft do need you know, more studios, yes. they need to become a more rounded out company. And they don't have 10 to 20 years, right? Like Sony and Nintendo have had in terms of developing studios, finding out what works, preparing uh, well-known brands, being in the public eye, building up the goodwill. And I think Microsoft, uh, given their resources and what they've put through, put Xbox fans through over the last sort of seven or eight years is um, this is a perfect gift to say sorry uh, and and thank you and uh, let's move forward together. It's going to be fascinating moving forward, but I'm I'm a bit concerned that I've been talking for too long, Boom. So I'll no, just... no, no, not at all. Listen, this is a conversational podcast. I mean, listen, I, what, what, what I want to do before I'm moving on to the next topic is attempt, and I really mean attempt. The, the, the Super Chats folks... I honestly am moved, moved to this. I mean, it's, it's, it is folks. I'm like speechless, like literally speechless. The amount of love and generosity that continues to come in. We have, 
one of the bigger ones that popped up was EP uh, Miyokazi drops an unbelievable $50 super chat. I mean, he says, nicely said, Mr. Bed, but I'm assuming that was regarding your uh, commentary. Uh, I'm going to try uh, again, folks. I, I, now I know what deal is always talking about where he's trying to get to everybody. He just can't. I just, I've never seen this before. And, and I'm just literally moved to almost not being able to speak, but as a host, I have to continue. Um, we have a uh, clutch man drops an outstanding $5 super chat. Thank you for that. Um, hazard man, the narcissist drops a $10 super chat. Um, Shane, uh, J- Jakowski drops a $5 super chat. Nico drops a $2 super chat. Scrub nurse drops another outstanding $5 super chat. A good friend of the show and generous friend of the show. Pixel bit G drops a $5 super chat. Robert Jones, a very generous friend of the show drops an outstanding $15 super chat. <laughs> Harry Balls, one of my favorite uh, names to read live on the air, drops an outstanding $5 super chat. And folks, I'm so sorry I'm not reading what you wrote. It's just, it's so hard to keep up with everybody. But listen, what I want to do is we just had a couple came in. First of all, our very good friend, JD Gamer, he's a very generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $20 super chat. JD, thank you for this. And obviously, um, he says something. He says, "Just think about it. Microsoft isn't done yet, folks. I have it on good authority." And King, we were talking privately. Yeah. This, this isn't it, folks. This is a big one, but this is not it. And if you, and if you, if you think that, well, boom, you're kidding me. They can't be more. I'm telling you. There's more coming, folks. Uh, Lynchpin drops an outstanding $10 super chat and says, boom, you gathered some fine folks for this beautiful occasion. Congrats on 2K viewers. Thanks so much, dude. Listen, speaking of that, um, and King, I'm going to start with you. Uh, you. I I kept using the term stacked deck, and I want to break that down into an understanding as to what exactly a stacked deck means when when you factor in what happened today. There has been when you when you look at Microsoft and the cards they're currently holding King David, they have a 299 Series S, they have a 499 Series X, both outstanding consoles in their own rights. Uh, obviously, they have the price and they have the power, two things that led Sony's charge to win the generation. Then you want to you want to focus on Xbox Game Pass, what everyone keeps alluding to, because Xbox Game Pass has just become the most valuable. I, I would even dare say that it's going to rival Netflix in regards to its value proposition. You have Game, Game Pass Ultimate for $15 a month currently gets you over 200 games, and that includes first, second, and third-party titles day and date. You also have EA Play, King David, that was just added. You have Xbox Live, the most secured online gaming service in the market, and you have Project X Cloud. And on top of that, on top of these outstanding aces, right, you have that was just announced that Xbox All Access is launching in 12 regions. Now, I want people to understand something. Mm -hmm. The program is releasing in more regions than the PlayStation 5 is releasing its console. They're only releasing in seven regions to start. Microsoft, according to the latest, uh, is releasing in 36 countries on november 10th these are folks i want you to understand something 
This isn't me piling on Sony. This is trying to make you understand that this is a 100% roles reversal from 2013. Microsoft is Sony, and Sony is Microsoft in the exact same scenario. Microsoft launched in six regions. Uh, Sony launched in 23. This is a, an unbelievable turn of events. And if you didn't have, if all you had was what I just said without ZeniMax, it would be a giant W the size of the White House sitting on someone's lawn. The L's are gone. You can't see the L's. You know why? Because the L's are currently sitting under that giant W. Now you add ZeniMax to the conversation. King, what does this say for Xbox? When you look at the cards that they are currently holding against the industry as a whole. To, to uh, uh, eloquent some of the points and highlight some of the points that uh, VJ, uh, Viewpoint Gaming, uh, talked about, uh, let me explain how Phil got to the big chair. They stopped reporting numbers. Yeah. You stop playing into the strengths of your competitor. Then you change the narrative. We're worrying about engagement because you know your strength is engagement. This is no disc to Sony. It's a casual box. The PlayStation 4 is a casual box. A lot of people purchased it to hang out with their friends or whatever because the numbers indicate that their services aren't as supported as the base is, the install base indicates, right? Uh, if you have PlayStation now, it's 2 million people and you have 125, let's say 150. Let's say you have 150. But if you have 2 million that is subscribed to your service, your premier service on your box, that means that you're not hitting even 1% of your fan base, your base. So Microsoft knows multi-plats and engagement. We can talk about that. So we can pull those points up and we can show how we're beating the competition here. What stands out to me is besides the RPG games, the Western RPG games, right? Quake, Doom, Wolfenstein. Yeah. These games, Quake by itself, it's multiplayer by itself can drive engagement numbers. Doom multiplayer can drive engagement numbers. So what do you really want to do? Like you really want to get your console to the point that when you go to these tournaments and stuff like that, your console is being highlighted mm -hmm. and your yes. console is being talked about and your console is being put on a pedestal and being promoted without needing money from you to promote it. It's strategically placing your console in a great light. So now once the engagement numbers, you want your console to be the casual box, i.e. the 299. Once you have the price point, 
you're basically assuring yourself a win. Then you have the power narrative. So when any tech company shows your software against a competitor's software, your software should outshine it. If, if it's the same game, like if you say Marvel's Avengers, Marvel Avengers running on a Series X and running on a PlayStation 5, the X should outpace it. Mm-hmm. And if it does, then the narrative changes, right? So now you got price point and you got power. We know those things won a whole generation. Indeed. But you alluded to availability. Microsoft was not available in all the regions Sony was. Yep. And I told you availability is what is going to drive the market because if you go in a store and you have your $500 in your pocket and you see a PlayStation available, but you ask for your X and it's not there, you want to go home with a shiny object. The odds on you walking out that store without a shiny object is probably 50-50 or probably, I say 80-20. If you're a diehard, you're going to hold on to that 20%. <laughs> I'll be back. But if, if you're a casual, <laughs> let me get the PlayStation, man. Let me get out of here. <laughs> so when you have all access, this this is this is for the win. This is for the win. Yeah. When you have all access, and it's just like a cell phone. Because listen, guys, five hundred dollars is a lot of money. Three hundred dollars is a lot of money. Not to not to say that you, you're going to add on headsets and peripherals and controllers, and you know you want to kit your stuff out. Maybe pick up a couple of games. You're looking at a proposition of. Eight nine hundred dollars. I'm saying even a thousand. If you like, for instance, I bought all the peripherals. Like people don't. People say, "Oh, you're just an Xbox guy." Oh, well, I want to see what 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 Sony guy is going to buy the headphones, the charger, the media remote, an extra controller, eight hundred and forty nine dollars. Mm-hmm. I, I, Joe did it, yeah, because he's a. He, I'm a I, man, man. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm that guy. I want every. I'm going to take pictures on on the twelfth of me sitting around all of my peripherals and my PlayStation Five. But you know, we have one, the, and, we, and we're giving one away, by the way. Yeah. Um, but, 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 King, you just said it. Now, if one I, second, I, what, what I if, cut you off. How how can someone win said next gen console since there's so many people in this chat? Well, all you would have to do is either become a channel member, which is $5 a month, or become a Patreon member. And, and if you are both, you get two entries per, and you have a shot at winning an Xbox Series X. Uh, taxes and shipment all paid for by me, Mrs. Boomstick, and my brother, Neo Mental. Or you're going to get the digital PlayStation 5 with the $70 edition of Miles Morales. That's right, folks. You're going to get one if you are a channel member or a Patreon supporter, you have a shot. This November, when the consoles come out, we will ship those overnight. We're not even play, we're not even screwing around. Even if it costs me $50, you're going to get your console if you win. And it, and you know what? We have about 75 people, channel members, and you know what? One out of 75 is walking home yeah. with, a, with a PS5 or... That's a $5 foot long, y'all. 
for yes. a five dollar football. Yes, <laughs> you can get your chance to win next. Well, year. I appreciate that, Joe. Thank you, thank you for that. I definitely appreciate that, uh, King. So, uh, please add to your point. So, we're talking about availability and all access now. This is cell phone type of propositions, right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking yes. about people yes. with decent to, uh, to to good credit, fair credit. And you go into the store and you you have $25. You sign up for it, throw your credit card down, monthly bill, $25 on the Series S or $35 for that. You can ball out $35, right? But you're going home with a brand new shiny console and 200 plus games with the ability to play xCloud on your phone your tablet on your get on your PC mm-hmm. for uh ultimate they're not screwing around and it's zero APR yes that's you a understand? big point big point yes there's, there's no markup actually you're saving money by purchasing a console through all access and getting Game Pass Ultimate for two years with them, then you are purchasing it and doing it uh, throughout the two years. That zero APR is unheard of when it comes to companies trying to make money. So if you're saying Microsoft is trying to hook you and, and trying to get there, losing money. If you get an all access console and my son, see, my son is only nine years old and he plays his game pass. So, you know what I said in my head, right? If I get him an S on all access for the next two years, he has a brand new console. Mm -hmm. He's into the next generation. And he has Game Pass. I don't have to buy him another game for the next two years. He guaranteed himself getting enough. And he, I wasn't even thinking about doing it. But how happy is he going to be this holiday season getting an S and having all the fun in the world? Mm-hmm. I just want to point out one thing that I've noticed. Remember when the uh, Xbox One launched and the dashboard, it was all, it was, it was a mess. It was a terrible mess. When you, when you, the user interface was laggy uh, because they started from ground zero. Like they trashed everything from the 360 and they went over to the Xbox One and everything. It was, it was, it wasn't what you were used to. What I've noticed what Microsoft has done now, they have a soft rollout. If you look at the user interface on your Xbox right now, that's the same user interface that you're going to have on your Series S and your Series X. So the transition this time will not be jarring. It Mm -hmm. won't interrupt. And this is when leadership comes into play. Remember, there's different leadership going on at Sony right now, and they have to work out the kinks there. This man has lived through rebuilding, building, and pushing forward. You're seeing the availability proposition. You're seeing the price point, and you're seeing the power. Now, the acquisitions with game studios, you're seeing the games are coming. 
The RPG section is lit. It's just lit. The first person uh, proposition in gaming. I don't. I, you know what I really screamed <laughs> for today when I got off the phone with you? I didn't buy Doom. <laughs> I saved a boatload of money <laughs> sticking and holding on to my point because I knew in my heart Doom was coming. I said, come hella high water, I was going to get it, and it's going to show up, and I can get back into Elder Scrolls. Gaming wins today. No matter what side of the fence you're on, if Xbox is your second system, get your Game Pass. Gaming wins. If it's your primary system, you don't have Game Pass now, trust me, you have Game Pass tomorrow. It's it's a win, and we. <laughs> you know who wins today, King? You, you I win winner. today because I get the world with mask live on camera. That's who wins today. Only boom. <laughs> Only boom. I, I just, I just, I'm so happy to celebrate gaming with my gaming brothers, and this is amazing feeling knowing that this is going to. Force Nintendo, for Sony, even Stadia are gonna step it up. Boom! This is the closest I got. I I'm got done. a Splatoon okay, hat. That's it. I got a. I got <laughs> a. You know, you won. You are the you winner. Won. <laughs> he, he, he's he, listen. I, I can't compete with that, folks. All I can tell you is that he just won the whole game wearing a Splatoon hat with I, I, a I, Halo I gun. Saw that. It, it's it, listen. It's a wrap. Listen, you. What, what I want to do, King, is I want to move this over over to the uh, Zemi game. Zemi, the the word stack deck might be overused in the next couple of podcasts, but I think it's worth revisiting simply because, again, prior to this monster deal that just uh, that, that that just popped up on everyone's socials at nine nine o'clock this morning and has really enveloped the entire world. I mean, Xbox is trending everywhere. And for good reason. Obviously, not only are the gaming media talking about it, not only are the fans like us talking about it, but the world financial services uh, are talking about it. You know, you're hearing this on e on um CNN, you're hearing this on Bloomberg. Everyone's talking about this because this is a big deal. What this does for Microsoft in the nick of time or strategically put, however you want to put it, and more than likely it's strategically put, they have a console launching in a couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? November 10th is going to be here before you know it, and everyone is going to be talking about, holy shit, they have all of these games going into what is this Xbox thing? Oh, it's like Netflix. How much is it? And all I got to spend is this. Listen, I have a funny, I have a funny feeling, uh, Zemi, that Microsoft might not be able to keep up with demand because they are going to sell through the roof. Mm -hmm. And I think that we've and King and I have heard that they have three times the amount of systems ready to go over Sony. We've heard they're making three to one. In, uh, in the regions they're building these consoles. And if they do, they're going to sell through the first runs. As a matter of fact, I know that I'm going to be there tomorrow morning at my local GameStop, ready to reserve my X, and potentially, uh, while on that line, be online and try to reserve the S because I'm buying both. And I think there's going to be a lot of people like that. But this, the word stack deck with everything that we just discussed, 
how industry changing, more importantly, how how many minds are they going to change? The mind share has always been Sony for the last seven years. I think that's about to change. What what are your thoughts? Well, I think everybody's showing off their, you know, cool little toys. So I'm gonna show off my OLED ball from the Elder Scrolls online. Look oh, at him. Awesome. Oh, he's so sexy. Yes. Look at that tail. Huh? <laughs> yes. Okay, now I'm gonna put that back over here on the desk so it doesn't drop and break because I would die and uh, answer your question. <laughs> um, so I mean this is this is a huge deal for Xbox, and I mean there is a major reason why so many of these financial sites are talking about this it's because they look at these numbers they know how big of a you know successful deal this is and they understand the implications that this puts on to the Xbox you know on onto the Xbox brand but also wider to the actual you know console segment or your just global you know uh gaming market right they understand how big you know how, they they understand that not only is Bethesda or Zenimax online studios or you know, not only is Zenimax, you know, a, 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 a huge, huge competing brand out there that have all of these ultra talented, you know, game studios, not only do they have that, but their games are freaking awesome and their games are amazingly successful. I literally just looked up a game rant article that was posted in January of this year, and it has Elder Scrolls Skyrim as the fourth best selling video game at 30 million units sold. Yeah. Okay. And Xbox, guess what they just got? <laughs> they got the Elder Scrolls. <laughs> they did. They got that and Elder Scrolls Online yeah. and all future Elder Scrolls games, all future Fallout games. I mean, like Bethesda is a hugely beloved company, right? I mean, they're, you're, you're always going to have those people like, okay, they need to change their engine. Their engine is so old. Like they're still technically running the engine that they were running in, in oblivion or whatever. And, and I'm not going to disagree <laughs> with that. Right. I mean, they definitely have some kinks to work out, but now they can work out those kinks with financial aid from Microsoft. But even yeah. regardless of all of Bethesda's problems, they still move games, right? And, you know, that's, that's really like the main thing, you know, before this came out, like I, and, and even still somewhat right now, you know, who's going to win this next generation. I think it's still somewhat up in the air. And I think it's still kind of considered on how do you, you know, necessarily consider winning a generation, right? Is it console sales? Because I think PlayStation's still going to win that, uh, or at least I did. You know, now that's even kind of swinging a little bit more into the unknown with Xbox just acquiring Zenimax with all of these, you know, critically, you know, successful games. I think a lot of the implications that this is going to have on Sony is dependent on how Xbox uses these new first party games. Are they going to be solely um, first party only available on PC and on Xbox, you know, or on Xbox's services, right? Because if that's the case, I mean, that has huge, that has a, a tremendous, you know, that is of tremendous value to Xbox, right? There are PlayStation people that love Elder Scrolls. They love Fallout. They love Doom. They love Wolfenstein, right? And they will go out and buy an Xbox to play those games, guaranteed. 
And, and that is why like all of these big companies are, are, you know, all these big financial sites are talking about this. It's because they look at these numbers, they understand, you know, how many units are sold of each of these games and, 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 and they just understand the numbers behind all of this. And Xbox just got a freaking golden goose. Yeah, indeed. A golden goose is is uh, is uh, is it might be considered an understatement. You know, real quick, uh, uh, we had a super chat come in from a good friend of the show, Kay Asante, and he says something so frustrated. Uh, now media talking about Zenimac Games staying multi-plats. No one said that when Sony bought Insomniac Games. Enough with the double standard. And I want to answer that question uh, thanks to, of course, many people that have DM'd me. Um, now, there's been some questions as to the exclusives for the PlayStation 5 that are timed in um, uh, uh, both Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, Phil Spencer has come out and said that he is going to honor those deals that he's not mm -hmm. going to renege on those deals or, or change anything according to the uh you know because of the purchase and this is what he says future bethesda games will be on xbox and pc and other consoles on a case by case basis <laughs> so understand that what's probably going to happen is maybe they'll put some smaller titles on there but i could imagine that the next elder scrolls the next doom the next fallout those are going to remain exclusive to Xbox and be on PC and Xbox Game Pass, uh, respectively. And you know what? I mean, again, if the media is going to run with this, then the media is as pathetic as we, or we all thought that they are. And if you can't champion uh, Microsoft for making this move, then my, my suggestion is do not support any of these jokers. Or these well, I would say just in 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 that de in defense of that, because I can understand that. Just for Insomniac has Very Insomniac nice. was known for being <laughs> Jesus the more one. Uh, Insomniac's known for being with PlayStation. Like they've Very had nice. some some okay. some few exceptions over the years, but generally, like well, they, they, were Sony, yeah, they, they were always a Sony studio, so I, for sure. I understand, yeah, I understand wanting to ask a question of a studio that's always been multi-plat of, like, where you're going with that, but also understand that, like, it is so early for that question. They're, the deal's not done yet until quarter two. That's June 30th of next year, so the ink hasn't dried. You know, there's still a lot of a lot of work that needs to be done there. So, well, you know what, Joe, well, they're saying case by case. They're just saying, like, Hold your horses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Joe, being that you are uh, in the conversation, let's bring you and keep you here. Uh, you know, when, okay. you, when again, when you when you look at what the the word stack deck means, and Sammy, I have to say, I'm very impressed with your collection. It's yeah, he's out of control. <laughs> yeah, he, he's absolutely out of control. Wow. He even has the gold coin. You are you are fans, and it wins, folks. When he says he's that's his favorite company. That's his favorite company. <laughs> I turn um, around and I just see a little bobblehead. Well, at least it's not something else that's shaking in his hand. Let's Whoa, just say that. Baby. Hold on a second. This is a PG Unless show. Semi, you have something to show us. <laughs> um, Joe. Oh, he might not be wearing pants. Uh, hopefully he keeps his pants on. This is this is this is not a rated X show. Um, yeah. Some people might want it to be, but no, we're going to keep it family friendly. Um, Joe, 
stack deck is a term again like i said is going to be used i i want your opinion on what that means for gaming but more importantly what that means for microsoft based on the the chess moves as king has been saying that phil is making again this is this is the long-term plan that phil spencer had laid out that people didn't have the patience to wait for that people left xbox because they thought phil wasn't the right guy because he wasn't sure. doing enough talking and sure. now you know he's like what would i like to consider someone that's walking tall but uh, and walking silently but carrying a very big stick in his hand mm. what, what what are your thoughts on this i think t- th- i was one of those people like I left the, the, the Xbox ecosystem beginning of this generation because they did not mirror what I wanted to see in, in, a, in a game publisher, in a game manufacturer. So I left not because of Phil Spencer. I left because of Don Matrick. And well, looking for, at and what, many people did because that guy was a boob. Yeah, sure. Exactly. <laughs> so like looking at what Phil has done, always uh, as even, even on the other aisle as preferring PlayStation this gen, always looking at what Phil's doing with uh with a lot of uh respect understanding that like yeah he is trying to change this industry uh now like again not there's not to stroke his ego or anything like that done there but like when we're talking about stack deck um i think this is the perfect perfect time to say this it is this is kind of what you want from your from if you're if you're rooting for a company this is kind of what you want from them in terms Mm -hmm. of yeah, Microsoft this this generation beginning of did not represent what gamers wanted, right? Just flat out not, and they got humbled, and they got humbled, and then they had to change. They changed their leadership. They changed their vision. They made a complete one eighty. They then created Game Pass, which is the best value in gaming. They redesigned their console. They did backwards compatibility. They championed cross gen, all because they lost this generation. That's what you want. So, like, when, when like, we'll talk in closed doors, I'm like, I can't wait for Sony to lose. This is going to be great. Why? Because <laughs> when Sony lose, when, when Jim Ryan gets that black eye, Jim Ryan then has to actually turn and start pivoting and start doing things right. that gamers have been wanting. You want a company to get humbled. Because when they do, they start then actually listening to you and start making those moves. And what we have seen Microsoft do, just through that long list alone, They've listened to their customers. They understood what customer. They understood that this generation, what what gamers value the most is value. They want to be valued. And when you're seeing in something that you know, when Kyle and I talk about it, I think we talked about this last trophy room, a PlayStation podcast. We were talking about how we are envious of the way how Microsoft talks to their customers through just strictly the social media end. There is an empathetic voice behind that Xbox checkmark, and I think that's the one thing that cannot be overlooked. These games are great, but to see Microsoft's vision and the way they talk to customers with a lot more respect, with a lot more empathy, you don't see that in other companies. I can't even name one that comes to mind. So the stack deck to me is the value that Microsoft is bringing across the board. And to get to what King was saying, and then I got a, I got a dip, but to, to mirror what, what King was saying is Phil Spencer's where he is because he changed the narrative. This generation is not about consoles sold. It's about how many people are in your platform, how many people are engaged in your platform. 
mm-hmm. over everything. You yeah. want people to stay there. Microsoft is willing to lose billions of dollars on this thing because they believe this thing could be as big as Netflix for video games. And they know they have the infrastructure to do that. So they're looking at the other structures and saying, we're making the, a huge play that this will be the big thing that this Mm -hmm. is going to be the future where gaming is going to go. And that's where that's, that's where they're lying their head right now. And so when I take a look at this acquisition, it isn't about how many consoles are going to get pre-ordered to tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's how many customers are going to be on game pass in a year from now, next year, the year after that, and the year after that. That is what this acquisition screams to me, Mm -hmm. is that we can then stop this argument of like, who sold the most boxes? Which is better? Like, we can then go, okay, what what ecosystem is providing me the games mm-hmm. over everything? Where, where are my game? Where are my, where's my doom? Where's my halo? Where's my elder schools? That's the conversations that we can start having. Yeah. And that's going to be and, the interesting thing. And it's going to be a conversation that is going to be one that gamers. And I remember I want to, I, I want to keep stressing gamers, meaning I'm not picking a side. Gamers will have a place to go and feel that not only are they getting the it, it will it technically be the best place to play more importantly it is going to be the most valuable place to play because they are going to be able to play all of these games in a service for $15 a month and that is that's something that's on un, it's unrivaled it is on Rivaled, and, and and again, Joe. Listen, I know you got to you got to dip out of here. Thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us. Please, uh, let everyone, if if you're interested, this is this is Mr. Badbit from the Trophy Room. It is a pod. It's a podcast. Plus, um, you want me to get this? I got this. Yeah, you know, go crazy. Yes, yeah, please. pretty good. I don't watch. You can follow me at Mr. Badbit on Twitter. You can follow my show, The Trophy Room, at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You can watch my content over at Badbit Games, where we just talk about what's going on today, Bethesda, Microsoft buyout, mm-hmm. and where you can watch the video version of my podcast, The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players, where each and every Thursday, me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. You can catch The Trophy Room on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find The Trophy Room there. All that said, guys, I love you all so much. We Congratulations. Love you too, thank you so much. Uh, boom. Everybody in the chat, thank you. Everybody here thank you all so much love you decent we'll definitely see you soon brother thank you so much as always uh dreadpool uh, let's bring you into the conversation because obviously you like to look at these things from a business point of view and when you say business microsoft <laughs> is, is 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 making uh well, he's got the mask on good good on you for making the mask covering that big old beard. <laughs> um Microsoft is making moves, and what's interesting about this is that from both perspectives, it's big. It's a big splash in the industry right now because they have a console launching. So, you know, Xbox All Access, Xbox Game Pass, the value behind Xbox Game Pass, the future of the the business with 23 first-party studios. That is the flash in the pan now, and it's exciting because the console launches in seven weeks. But what's interesting is they're going – they've grabbed both ends of the spectrum. They got the flash in the pan excitement from the fans, but now – 
they're also looking towards the future. Now, King and I, we have some inside sources, and we we have heard that they are well over 15 million. Now, they've only reported 10 million, but they're well over 15 from what we hear. Now, it's easy to suggest that that's maybe someone's opinion, but we know better, King and I. And if they're already at 15 million, hearing this news, hearing how many more Xbox consoles could be in the wild because of a $300 price point, and you add Bethesda joining Xbox Game Studios for first party, wow, now you're talking about a business proposition unlike anything we've ever seen. What, what are your thoughts on the stacked deck for the industry as a whole? Well, it's all about uh, getting it out there, you know. So right now they're being po- they're popular because of, you know, the the news, right? And we're getting the word out there. You know, we are as a group are getting it out there. They tweeted something to let us know, and what are we doing? We're running away with it. We're letting everybody know. I've actually had people that are not in the community come up to me and be like, "Hey, did you hear about this?" And I'm like, "Yes." You know what I mean? So it, to 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 hear that it's going out there uh, and just in, in the public, the general public are starting to hear about this. Uh, I'm still getting, obviously you saw me bounce earlier because I had so much information coming through on my phone from people texting me and, and, and sending me messages and, and trying to call me. <laughs> That's, you know, it was like, uh, you could, you know, there's just too much going on. And, and with this, you've got the quality games that we talked about earlier you've got the name recognition from Bethesda and their brands that they have for their games, you know? So it's, it's, you look at it where not only is it a console thing, look at all the other areas that are only going to be going with X cloud, you know, and X cloud is still there. Everybody keeps forgetting about it for the most part. They're, they're all concerned about the console. Xbox is not concerned about the console. They're concerned about the people that are in the ecosystem. Okay, so you still got PC. Don't forget those guys, right? So you got everything coming in. So like we said before, a $300 system, that would work for somebody over there on the other side of the world where the, you know they don't have that kind of money and they're more invested into the, the handheld of, of playing on your phone or playing on a Switch. Well, now for, for just as much money as a Switch, you can also play at, at you know the best performance maybe not the best graphics because it is a 1440p machine you're going to be able to play it there on your tv yep. let alone the app that's on their tv if they're buying a samsung tv so it, it, it's getting the word out there that there's quality games there's more games so right now it's not just just wait for it we just got a whole bunch of games coming in that we don't have to wait for anymore you know what I mean? mm-hmm. and they still have their library of games in the background that they're working on coming in also. So we went from, you know, fillers, you know, every, every couple months, you know, and this is our logic early on, right? A filler. So every couple months and every, you know, a uh, quarter year we would see, or, you know, or three months we would see a, um, a banger per se, you know what I mean? A, a big title. So, and, and, you know, obviously Xbox's big titles haven't had that polish for whatever reason that, that little minute detail of polish that everybody's nitpicking for. But guess what? Now they can actually sit there and polish the game and not have to worry about it. And you got the greatest company out there that says, 
when it's done, we'll release it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and, mm -hmm. and what do they do? They like to release a game. Oh, by the way, it's today. Not only are they telling you about this game, here it is. You can buy it today. So when, when you see that they could keep a secret with their games, they can produce quality games, and they can bring that into the ecosystem, and yet we're all hyped about all this. I mean, it's, it's just going to trickle money in all over the place. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it really it's, is. And that's the one of the things is everybody keeps forgetting diversification. You know, that's what Xbox mm -hmm. is doing. They're diversifying. Not not only do we have to have Lionhead Studios only making Fable where they started faltering and everybody was all upset that they got rid of them. You know, w what do you do now? Now you have nobody. You know, now you get rid of another company. Now you have nobody again. You know, now today we have how many companies working on games. So even if one game falters for whatever reason, it doesn't matter. It could be pushed out of sight, out of mind. We've got so much more coming in at us. So that's the, the, uh, the beauty of that diversification. You got so many different game genres, game styles, uh, visuals, uh, you know, the talent that they have collectively just brought on, you know, and, and I was I was even thinking Sega first. You know what I mean? I I wasn't seeing this. I was seeing Sega. I, I want you to 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 keep a lot of things in mind. Remember, Phil went shopping in Japan. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so there's something coming for Sega. We I have that on good authority as well, folks. Listen, this is this is my God. If you thought that last week, the the the, the week before, where they, we had all the Xbox Series S news, get ready, folks, because uh, like I said, King and I, we have some inside sources, and we have it on some good authority that there's more coming. And Tokyo Game Show is this Thursday, the twenty fourth, <laughs> and we're hearing some Sega talk. Now, what I can't say, but it is going to be big. You know, VJ. Let's let's bring you into the conversation, and then we're going to get everyone out of here because we're already at 90 minutes into the show, and we're going to be back here this evening at 8 p.m. for primetime gaming, and we're going to be talking about this with, of course, the entire crew that includes, uh, you know, Mag and and uh, the uh, you know, and 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 everybody that's a part of that show. Uh, it's going to be a big deal, but you know, real quick, I got to shout out a good friend of the show, a good friend of the community, you know, Jay Fonzarelli, the grounded gamers in the oh. chat, Jay. Thanks for being here, brother. We missed you on RDX. That's and he guy. actually says, he says that he's, let me see if I could find it. My God, this chat is going so quick. He said something to the effect that he's happy to know that crap gamer might have just had a hemorrhage. And I have to agree with that because <laughs> that is hilarious. We also have to thank a new channel member, Nick. Welcome to the uh, Double Barrel Gamer, brother. Thank you so much for that. Nice. But VJ, when you when you, you you've heard everyone's comments, you you know everything that we are doing in regards to you know trying to hash out a very logically thought conversation because like I said, we can just go fanboy here and just completely you know spout out both ends. But we're we're, we're, we're what we're trying to do is make this a constructive uh, conversation, and I think that we've done a fantastic job. And I'd like you to close out this amazing, a uh, record breaking show for Double Barrel Gaming where we. Have had over 2,000 people in the chat, which is insane. And of course, I, you know, the super chats, I, I, I feel like a heel that I didn't get to everybody, but folks, there was just so many of them. I apologize from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for supporting Double Barrel Gaming in the way that you guys and gals did today. But VJ, again, stack deck. I don't necessarily think after hearing everyone's opinions actually covers 
what Microsoft did today on top of what they were already doing prior to the launch of both of these new consoles. Where do you where, where does the industry go from here and how big of a deal has Microsoft cornered the market? Um <laughs> a pretty loaded question, isn't it? I was uh <laughs> To um, King David and Mr. Bad, of course, it's unprecedented, right? It's it's um, it's just, it is one of those things that that shakes up the industry, and uh, we. And it, I'm not I'm not an expert, right, to tell you, oh, this is how it's all going to pan out, and this is the fallout. It, it's something that's going to unravel, and uh, the story of it is all going to present itself over the next weeks on podcasts on the next months and uh who knows if microsoft will turn around and top this in the next few months i have i have no idea yeah they've got the resources to do it right it's it's not as if they don't so but there was a couple of points that um king david and mr Badbit made that are caught sorry because i was in and out of the room and um xbox um are looking to get we're always looking to get back in the game right and they've they've obviously adopted tactics successfully employed by you know microsoft corporate um and and to me it was out of necessity uh, boom right that they had to make these moves xbox has really had no choice but to disrupt this the status quo and, and pretty much radicalize the whole industry right in terms of where we are today and we're, we're actually witnessing it right which is great in itself um especially since we've seen them go head to head and going back to what um king david said in terms of that they stopped reported numbers they said look let's stop mm -hmm. we know we're done with this system here right we know we're going to support them going forward because of scalable engines and development stuff i don't want to go into all that right now i had that chat yesterday and done my head in but um instead of going head to head with sony and nintendo it's 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 consistently left them in third place so why for me uh, the game pass initiative which has been going on a lot longer right than we know right and, and we know it's been it's become a very important pillar right it's important because um, not just because of what it offers to the community and fans, but for Microsoft, it, it definitely offers a more predictable revenue and profits, right? And Xbox, in my from outside looking in, right, and you know I haven't really been on the scene for that long, boom, um, have a very broad strategy and um, are taking strides in developing their hardware install base, uh, increasing subscribers for Game Pass. Uh, they're rebuilding the Xbox brand, which I think is absolutely the most critical thing because let's, let's, let's be honest, right? The Xbox install base in the US isn't that far behind where Sony was for a really long time, right? It's only overseas where they've really taken, you know, incredible amounts of damage and if not gone really backwards, but we'll come on to that in just in a minute. So, but they can do all, they can rebuild all this. They can increase subscribers. They can definitely uh, eclipse the install base of the Xbox One and maybe even the Xbox 360 because they have so many great initiatives such as Xbox All Access, allowing consumers to uh, acquire acquire hardware, right, without having to bust the bank. And I'm Mr. Uh, King David alluded to, like even $300 is a lot of money these days. Mm -hmm. And then you've got X Cloud and Game Pass. But Bethesda is no doubt a big step uh, in in achieving the overarching goals, right, that uh, Phil and Satya have, right, for the Xbox division. It's a very wide and very broad strategic plan with multiple entry points, uh, whether you're online, whether you've got a box and sitting in front of your TV screen, um, you've got uh, systems and avenues to market, you've got a wide variety of games and genres from indie games to 
blockbusters, um, almost like a digital buffet uh, available anytime, any place, and almost any device. And now it's been supplement supplemented with some of the biggest franchises. Can I say that, Boom? Because I'm not yes. familiar, as familiar. Can I say that those are some of the biggest franchises? Would that be fair? Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, it'd be very fair. Yeah, please help me out. That's accurate. That's very accurate. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, Keep talking. I'm liking what you're saying, VJ. Yeah, Keep no, going. Please, please do jump in because I'm, as I said, I'm not an expert. I'm not as well versed in all aspects, right? I don't know uh, everything, right? So any any support would be helpful, just so that the people in the chat are getting the right information. Um, the Xbox business strategy is similar to their hardware series X hardware in itself as a very, as it has a very, very uh, wide bandwidth and pure brute force, right? And it's kind of mimics their business strategy in, in terms of what they're doing as well as the hardware itself. Sorry, uh, that's the analogy that I, I kind of just popped in my head. Maybe not a very good one. Uh, there, there are just so many good initiatives as I said at play and plan going forward. Xbox, however, have Game Pass via xCloud. And I know that uh, Dreadpool just pointed on that point. And it is a very, I know, I know some people may have caught it, may have not, but he made a, an excellent point there on all devices because it can be on all devices. And the potential to reverse the damage in Asia still six sticks in my mind. And how can they reverse that? It's not just a very powerful and consistent and expansive way to keep the Xbox brand uh, and Game Pass in the public view via mobile phones. And I mentioned this last time, right? Like, how many times a day do you look in the, do you look at your phone? It's a strategy to have casual gamers um, experience Game Pass for a for a free month or two months or three months or whatever they decide to do in all of the twenty two or is it twenty two territories or twenty one territories that they've rolled this out into, who don't usually play console games and are considering to pay the twelve to fifteen dollars subscription fee uh, for Game Pass and the hundreds of games, right? And blockbusters now which everyone can see that have been that are there. But also, if they can get them to pay an extra $10 and say, look, not only can you access all these games on your phone that you're looking to pay $12 to $15 per month for, but for another 10 bucks, you can own a Series S and redefine your gaming experience entirely in front of your own TV screen, or um, not just on your a mobile device or your, or, your, um, or your pad, right? The board, the chessboard, um, sorry to take one of Mr. King David's analogies. The chessboard is set up nicely for Xbox, but there's always work to be done. And you know me, Boom. I'm very cautious and very approximate, right? When I when I uh, when I approach these things, right? And XCloud to me is is super important, especially in the EMEA territories and Asia specifics and, mm -hmm. and the Asia Pacific region. EMEA, EMEA meaning Europe, uh, Middle East, and Africa, and just to give you an example, the amount of work that needs to be done, we know that Sony has sold somewhere right 10 million units in Japan. Let's just take that for example, right? Xbox One only sold 125,000 compared to the 1.5 million Xbox 360 uh, machines that sold there. So, the, and I think for me, and I, and I mentioned this on the show when we were talking about Bethesda pre previously about the Japanese studio, Shinji Mikami is like an icon over there, right? right. Uh, me right uh, for me you know and um he he did so much for capcom and he did so much for other other development guys and i know some people that work with him and so on and so forth and tango softworks hopefully is one of a handful of asian-based studios that uh, phil has his eye on i know people are saying that install-based console is not as important as it used to be um, until we move completely into stadia territory which we're not because we can see what's exactly what's happening in there um 
uh, an install base is a very important part of the whole cake and eating it. And I'm not interested. If I'm Phil, I'm sitting there, or if I'm Saj, I'm not interested in sitting there eating a piece of cake. I want the whole goddamn thing. Sorry, I don't normally obviously use profanity on your channel, Boom. I just yeah, that's quite all right. Yeah, today's today's a celebratory day. You can yeah. use it. <laughs> it's a PC or Xbox um, or, or whatever system is under your under your tv screen it's still the ultimate way to experience a game and um and xbox you know will have i mean i think you mentioned boom that there's there's rumors or there's reported that they have two to three times more uh, systems available at launch yes mm -hmm. because they started production in april and remember when, when i mentioned to you that uh, component costs around that time covid and stuff and up until the end of june were really expensive many were four times the the price and uh, the, the price and the prices of the components only settled back down to normality at the beginning of june when it's rumored that sony started and there were reports at the time that sony were not willing to pay right for those uh, outlandish prices but xbox doubled down at that time they made a considerable investment on those, yes. on those hardware units and that's why they have a considerable amount of more units because they've gone through the production process they've ironed out, ironed out any any uh, issues that they had in production in production and i think that with sony and, and what they've been doing and some of the mixed messaging it's coming out of being unprepared and that's why you're seeing slip-ups i'm not saying it's entirely their fault but when you're under pressure and you have certain things that weren't critical elements in your strategies the those bullet points that weren't quite hit can cause some sort of ripple effects and unfortunately some of those are, 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 are bearing out to be negative right i'm not saying that they're going to be catastrophic because sony have always been kind of slow out of the gate right in the first few months and we've seen yeah. to we've seen reports historically right to actually uh, prove that so, but at the end of the day, as I say, uh, they have an incredible amount of um, outlets and initiatives going on. And install base, if I'm Sajan, if I'm Phil, I want to make sure that I outsell the competition. Because at the end of the day, they're going to sell software. That, and the software does give them a huge amount of profits. And a lot of us still want to own the games, regardless of the fact that they're in Game Pass, regardless of the fact you can play it. They do get rotated out. And you want to buy cool accessories, and um, especially the ones uh, by um, Xbox Pope and whatnot. And at mm -hmm. the end, profit is profit, right? And I think that every corporation, that's the bottom line. So I'll stop there, boom. Sorry. No, no, listen, dude. I love, I love the, 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 the uh, the way that you break down things it, it really does bring a tremendous amount of value to the show and it is honestly and truly appreciated but listen folks we are well over 90 minutes uh we're closing in on, on the uh, hour and 46 minute mark uh, and what i'm going to do is i'm going to call this show simply because people got things to do and we're going to be back here this evening to uh talk about this some more with the entire crew from primetime gaming and of course that includes gaming forte the tempest sun cybernox clowns and of course mag uh, and we also have a special guest joining us tonight. Cotton McCast will be joining us to talk about this. And I and it's funny because I was telling the guys privately, I was up to la one last night writing. And I was, you know, I, I, I had uh, written the show and sent it to everyone that that's, you know, on Saturday because I like getting stuff done in advance. And it was it was a it was, it was I thought it was a well-written show until I proofread it. 
and I was disgusted with myself. So I stayed up last night instead of playing Avengers and instead uh, and uh, spent an hour, 90 minutes rewriting the entire show. Well, guess what, folks? That entire show is out the window because <laughs> of what happened today. I'll try and get that in during the week. But um, listen, folks, I honestly have to say that I was sitting here um, as, as as someone that, you know, doesn't really look at the numbers looking at the numbers we had over two thousand people show up over here which is it's a record-breaking show for for this very small podcast and uh and and of course the, the super chats that have come in really honestly and truly are just like i'm I'm trying to hold it together like on the air because it is it, it's brought me to an emotional state because i've i've never seen this kind of generosity i mean the generosity that comes in on a regular basis is I, I sometimes feel like I'm not even deserving of it, but the, the, but what came in today was an overabundance of love and support in a way that I've never seen before. So I want to thank everybody for that. But let's get into the outros, and we'll start with King David. King, you obviously were one of the main grabs for me personally on this show because it not only gave you a, a platform to kind of tip your hat and, and with a smirk on your face, let the audience know that you were right, but to, to bring more people that, that want to hear what you have to say to not only the Iron Lords, not only Lords of Gaming.net, but of course to your you know uh, statue you know uh, show that you have, which as a matter of fact, you would just finish recording the new episode with Moon Knight. Tell everyone where they can follow you on these awesome platforms, but more importantly, check out you on social media. Well, thanks, Boom, and thanks, everybody at the panel. This was a historic and, and, and great show. Uh, you can find me at uh, King David OTW on Twitter. You can find me at Iron Lords Podcast Sundays at 11 a.m. during football season and 1 p.m. on non-football hours. Uh, also, LordsofGaming.net. Uh, the statue show that Boom was talking about is uh, KOS, is King of the Statues. I do that weekly. I drop a new video uh, talking about my personal journey with comic books and the statues that I do collect. So if you see partial of my collection, I have hundreds of statues <laughs> uh, ranging from different prices, anywhere from $150 to $3,000. So uh, this particular statue in the background, I've been waiting for the statue for so long. It's a holy grail. Um, I'm editing the video now. Uh, so that should go live uh, sometime this week. You can also catch me on Darth Castle X. That's DCX open mic Saturday. I mean, Fridays at 9 p.m. Um, it's a statue show. It's the best uh, statue show in the known universe. Uh, not just because I'm on it. It's because of the cast of people that are rotating in and the uh, consistent uh, cast members that are there. It's a fantastic show. We talk about uh, statues. We talk about comic books. We talk about movies, a different range of topics. Uh, please join me there and join me on Iron Lords Podcast. And uh, uh, check me out on Twitter where I'm actually uh, snatching up these knees. So if you saw any comments <laughs> about me taking knees, I go in, I elaborate a whole lot more there. Uh, that's a, that's that's all. But uh, see you there. Oh, Iron Lords Podcast across all social media. That is uh, Twitter. That is Instagram. That is Facebook. That is uh, TikTok. All right. <laughs> Even on TikTok. Yes. So we're there. So check us out. 
Well, listen, dude, thank you so much for being here. And obviously, yes, if you are a fan of me, you have to be a fan of the Iron Lords podcast, as well as King David, Cognito, and the rest of the amazing crew. Uh, that includes includes a sovereign uh, and of course uh, addict on there, and they're there every Sunday. And, and quite frankly, as, as a content creator, they are my personal favorite show to listen to because they're real, they're honest, and it's always a lot of fun. Especially when he's collecting knees, and I think, quite frankly, after all the knees you collected, you're going to be that you, you you're going to have to get some cleanup crews to help you with all those bloody knees because there's quite a it's quite, there's quite a bunch of barrels of them. Um, and Zemi Games, Zemi, you obviously are the cog that keeps the Xbox Factor podcast together each and every week. And I want to thank you for your tireless work. Today must have been exhausting with these super chats. So thank you for dropping those into the private chat. It's greatly appreciated. But we need to get people to your channel because not only are you an amazing community member, not only are you a die-hard gamer, and of course Bethesda fan number one, but you're also a part-time chef, and you have two—not one, but two—YouTube channels. So tell everyone about where they can potentially learn about how much you love Bethesda on one, and also learn how to make a pizza from the other, and also follow you on social media. Yeah, so I think it's you know in times like these we need to remember uh, one very important thing, and that is that Todd Howard is our savior. Okay, and directly after this show, I think I'm going to go and pray to uh, his altar in my closet and uh, go to bed. I'm super super tired right now, man. I, I I've been up for 24 hours now, but I had to be on this show. Uh, but yeah, guys, anyway, so I do have two YouTube channels. The first one's called Zimmy Games, where I post a bunch of uh, gaming uh, tutorials, gaming news and reviews and that type of stuff. And then my second channel, which I've been slacking on tremendously, uh, is called Zimmy Eats, where I uh, post cooking uh, recipe videos and food reviews and stuff like that. And eventually, at one point or another, I will probably put more content on there. Uh, so definitely go check out that channel if you want to as well. Um, you guys can also uh, check me out on Twitter at Zimmy Games. Uh, and if you heard something during today's show that maybe you agreed with or you didn't agree with, feel free to send me a DM. I always love interacting with the community and just, you know, hearing different opinions and stuff like that. And then I also now am streaming on Twitch as well. And you can follow me over there on Twitch uh, using the same name, Zimmy Games. Uh, boom. Thank you so much. I'm going to go take a very, very, very long nap after I, you know, worship you know todd howard in my closet well thank you so much dude we'll go take that nap and uh take it easy brother we'll see you back here on thursday's xbox factor podcast where we will still be talking about this and what is going to happen maybe we'll get some more information maybe even some of that secret information that we've been talking about that could drop in the next couple of days uh next up dreadpool first of all thanks so much for taking the time to be here while you're working and obviously that mic that you bought is was a uh, good investment because you sounded like you were home tell everyone where they can find you on social media but more importantly check out your outstanding youtube channel that does have a new program attached with a couple of episodes Yes, uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter as Dreadpool. The O's are actually zeros. Um, my gamer tag, even Stadia, is Dreadpool, all caps, all letters. Uh, eventually, I'll probably move off of it, but right now I'm still getting the free games, so, you know, I'm enjoying it. But for the most part, um, I'm a panel member on Gaming Beyond the Box Wednesday nights, 
And we also at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then also on Saturdays, we do playcasters where I do commentary. But for the next uh, until after October, uh, Halloween, uh, right now I'm doing uh, sponsoring a haunted house. So nice. I'm the I'm I'm going to be out somewhere else uh, <laughs> donating my time for for charity and scaring the crap out of people. Nice. That's, then, a, that's always fun. Yes. And then also Friday mornings, I'm with you and yes, everybody sir. else. So uh, 10 a.m. Eastern. Yes. And 10 also, Eastern. Like, as you also said, Breaking Bread with Dread. Um, it's on Spotify. I'm getting information that it's already on Apple, but nice. I, it's, it hasn't told me that it's on Apple yet. So, but I have a couple Apple listeners. But so, yeah, there's like nine podcasts that it's being spread out to. And then eventually I'm bringing it over to uh, YouTube with some video clips going on, you know, some imagery, something else. Uh, and I'm trying to build up on it and taking some tips and hints from everybody. If anybody wants to message me, you can DM me on Twitter. My DMs are always open for any reason, you know, for good, bad, just need an ear to listen to, you know, I'll, I'll do what I can. At least I can listen. And, uh, oh, by the way, the last one that I did for Breaking Bread uh, is also uh, your panel member for Monday nights. Yes, Italian that's right. Clowns. That's right. So I Italian a, clowns. I, I actually sat down two hours with them, almost two hours. So I had to make it into a double episode. So. Well, listen, dude. Obviously, that's that's uh, that's something new, something that's going to work for your channel, and obviously, you get a chance to actually meet some other podcasts you've worked with and sit down and just kind of just shoot the sh uh, the yes, if you will. And yes. I think it's an, an interesting way of podcasting and an interesting way of listening to a podcast. So good on you on that. Congratulations. That seems to be doing very well for you. And last in no way least, someone that I believe is making the rounds as an up-and-coming podcaster who brings his tremendous knowledge and uh, the way that he breaks down certain situations is tr is amazing to listen to, but more importantly, watch unfold as a as a as a host. VJ, tell everyone where they can follow you on social media, but more importantly, check you out on a few of the other shows you're on, other than the Xbox Factor podcast on Thursdays. Absolutely, Boone. Thank you. Um, I just want to say uh, thank you to everybody uh, in the chat. Every time I seem to come onto your shows, Boone, my my <laughs> my followers increase. I don't have many, but it's it's amusing to see, and it's and I just want to say a big thank you to everybody that that supports me. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Viewpoint Gaming. Uh, Zemi Dreadpool, it's always a pleasure. Uh, Lord King David. It was fantastic to finally converse with you. And uh, I've yeah, always, uh, always try to get up really early because I'm over in California to listen to you on a breakfast with Boom. And oh, uh, thank you bring the Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Mr. Mr. Boomstick, um, I'm, I'm so pleased for you. I think if anyone's deserving of uh, the success and uh, hitting that 2000 number today, it's you. And I'm I'm just uh, really happy just to be here and here. Well, thank you for that, bro. Appreciate it. And glad, glad that you're a part of it. Yeah, listen, get folks, if you appreciate well-thought-out conversation and you want someone that has seen the industry from both sides of the coin, and I really do mean that, VJ is someone you should follow. Uh, he's definitely on does does you know breakfast with boom when he's on and he's been on that before as well as of course his mainstay as the xbox factor podcast he does the panel and the chat justice with his knowledge but he's also 
on two uh you're on you you're also on four guys with quarters that's right um but what is the other xbox show that we need to get people to check out uh on sundays uh i'm with um the co-hosts with of uh, phil uh sorry flap and puxley and uh that's uh green pass gaming that's at, right uh, yep on sundays yeah, Green Pass Gaming, good friends of this show, uh, and uh, and they and they should be good friends of yours. They are uh, 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 some good mates that have Xbox on their minds, and they uh, shows relatively new. It's only about eight weeks old, and they've recently added VJ, which I think is a tremendous addition. So, if you want another positive Xbox podcast, definitely head over and follow them. Uh, Flap has been on the show before, and we're going to get him back on. And folks, listen. Uh, I want to thank everybody for being here. I want to just wish everyone a fantastic day. Obviously, this was uh, this was a big day for Xbox gamers, but I think that as a whole, this is a big this is a big day for gaming, and it is something that we're going to look back ten years from now and 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 be able to say we were here talking about it. So thank you for checking out today's show hopefully if you enjoyed today's uh, conversation you became either uh you know you follow me on twitter or and or became someone that wants to support double barrel gaming and you hit that um that subscribe button and i can guarantee you you're not going to be you're not going to be disappointed with the uh the amount of content uh that comes out on a weekly basis it is anywhere between six and eight hours a week of live content and you can rest assured that every big event we're going to cover and i'm going to close out the show with something that is important to me hopefully it will one day be important to you and that's something that my dad taught me when we were kids and i think it's worth more now than ever and he used to say son treat others how you want to be treated, and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. Be safe. Enjoy gaming on whatever console you want uh, that you're on, and we'll see you next week on potentially a new episode of Double Barrel Gaming Presents.